Welcome to the Here at Haas podcast. I'm your host, Ray Guan, and today we're joined by Nick Bellamy, a second-year full-time MBA student and president of the Berkeley Cannabis Industry Club. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. Thanks for having me, Ray. You are a fellow international student from the UK. Tell us about your upbringing in the United Kingdom, what brought you to the US, and how you ended up at Haas. Sure. So I grew up in the UK, as you said. I lived in a suburb of London and moved to London after I graduated from university. I worked for IBM in consulting for around a year and a half and then was lucky enough to get a transfer to New York. So I continued working for IBM in consulting there, focused on financial services. And after a couple years, more years doing that, I moved into the corporate strategy team of global business services. So working at IBM for my entire professional career so far, I wanted to explore other pastures. I was really focused on finding a role and an industry that I really identified with and was passionate about. And that's what led me to exploring applying to business school. So as we both know, that process is a long and arduous one and requires a lot of self-reflection. So during that process, I came to find an interest in cannabis and the industry itself specifically and the, all the opportunities that were available to me. I just felt that there was such an incredible range of things that I could do with my experience that I couldn't achieve in other industries and was, and was as I said, I wanted to be really passionate about it. So I took some time to do a pre-MBA internship at a VC fund based out of LA and, and loved it. So I wanted to continue that and after getting into Haas have continued to explore that and that's kind of where I am at today. Let's go back to when you were talking about applying to business school, uh, specifically I guess to Haas, but in your process when you were applying to business school, with Haas being one of those schools, obviously. What did you expect? I mean, coming from the UK, are the expectations of an MBA here similar to those in Europe? Yeah, I did initially consider schools in Europe, but after a while, you know, wanted to just get a different experience completely to what I had had before. I lived in London and Europe. I'd lived on the East Coast. This industry that I was interested in is its capital is in California. So it seemed that it was a natural choice for me to explore schools in California. And as it relates to why Haas, I feel that they are, I mean, I feel like we all know that they're a much more progressive and open school and culture. Mm -hmm. And Every connection that I made with Haas, I just felt like, yeah, this is, this fits. You know, you just have that feeling. And mm -hmm. that was from the moment that I stepped on campus to when I heard that I got in. I just felt that it was, it was right for me in the way that it was principled, it, its culture, the people who tend to go to the school. It just all felt right to me. So that's kind of what led me to California. 
with business school mm-hmm. and specifically Haas. But, you know, as it relates to how MBAs are viewed in, in Europe, I feel like it's a very much different perception in that in Europe, it's not seen necessarily as a huge must have. Whereas in some areas in the US, depending on what industry or level of management or role or whatever you want to get into, it's more seen as a great nice to have or tick in the box. So I feel like they're very differently perceived in Europe. And, you know, while I want to move back to Europe one day, I don't feel like I do immediately. So felt really comfortable in, in making that leap despite those differences that I see in perceptions. Right. I want to actually back up a little bit on when you were talking about finding the role in the industry that you're passionate about. So how did you find out that cannabis was that role or was that industry that you're you know, interested in, like, was this trial and error, you know, was that already part of your life at that point? Um, if you care to admit, like, how did you end up um, deciding on cannabis? I'm always happy to care to admit that I use cannabis on a frequent basis. And that's part of the reason why I'm passionate about it. You know, it's helped my life in so many ways, whether that be enabling me to relax after a hard day's work, or manage my learning difference, or sleep, or a, a lot of things. So, you know, I've always been personally interested, I wouldn't say always, um, I've been personally interested for many years, and that kind of led me to reading about the topic. And, you know, one thing that I have always said to people is, if you can spend your weekends willingly reading about something and educating yourself on something that's a great sign and i just took that as a sign of wanting to explore something that i was passionate about and really enjoying doing that so that was one thing you know the the passion side and i also explored starting a business with a friend back in the uk several years ago you know it never came to fruition and it it just wasn't really a sustainable idea and we also didn't have the skill set that we needed which is another reason why I wanted to go to business school to kind of explore the whole industry subject matter more and really feel more informed. You know, I didn't really feel informed enough to take that leap into entrepreneurship, into startups, into whatever, into a new industry generally. So I wanted to continue to explore that at business school. And I feel that that's where it's come. And I've just, every interaction I have with the industry, I love it more and more. And Mm -hmm. I just love learning about it. Yeah. I think it's one thing to enjoy consumption of products, right? Like whether it's cannabis, whether it's food, even, you know, iPhones or technology. And it's another to be really so fascinated, so potentially obsessed by it that you spend your free time understanding, you know, maybe the logistics of it, the farming as it relates to cannabis, like really the product, like the chemistry behind it. So let's dive into your involvement with the Cannabis Club here at Haas. So I believe uh, you're one of the co-presidents of the Berkeley Cannabis Industry Club. Tell us about the club. Yeah, sure. I, yeah, I am one of the co-presidents. I have an amazing co-president, Delena. She and I work incredibly well together and I feel like our chemistry is 
a huge reason behind the success that we've had in the last year. So, you know, a lot of that success can be summed up through Shikan, which happened in March and must have been two or three days before um, <laughs> the Bay Area was shut down and before we knew really anything about Corona or COVID. So, you know, that was a really momentous event for us. We had, it took months of planning. We had over 300 people from the wider community in, and Berkeley attend. It was an amazing event where we brought to light people from underrepresented minorities and also women who helped build this incredible cannabis industry that, that we're a part of. And, you know, really just sums up our club. We want to help people. We don't have another agenda. We just want to learn. We want to connect people. And we want to just, we want to just educate ourselves and our members about cannabis. So I feel like that sums up our club really well. And, and, you know, one thing that we're trying to do differently this year is bring a bit more of a social aspect to it. Although that's pretty, pretty difficult with COVID. We feel that we had a really big focus on that community and education aspect last year, but we want to bring that social aspect and more fun, fun to it this year. So you'll be seeing some really awesome and cool things in our speaker series, which is in full B or mostly November. Yeah. And actually, that's one of the questions I had because last year uh, we had a guest on who represented or who was a co-president of the Food at Haas Club. Mm. And prior to that, I had no idea that the Food at Haas Club actually focused more towards careers than like the social aspect. Um, so is it safe to say that the Cannabis Club at Haas it kind of splits the difference between having you know career speakers and also social events once we are able to, I guess, safely meet in person again? Yeah, I think that last year we were more aligned to what food at Haas would have been like but like i say a lot to people you know you have to appreciate that just like just like a lot of other things cannabis is one of the reasons people are so interested in it is it's because it's fun and people who consume it recreationally enjoy it and want to share that enjoyment with people so we really wanted to bring that aspect into it this year and feel like it's an important part of of California culture, which we have a duty to highlight as a club, but also the school and just people's people's lives that they should feel free to express themselves in. You know, like part of us destigmatizing the cannabis conversation is is being able to consume and enjoy cannabis together in an in a non judgmental way. Mm -hmm. No, that's a great point that you highlight, and I think it ties back to as you were saying part of the reason why choosing Haas and choosing Berkeley. So then I guess I want to ask you, what are some roles that are uh, popular career choices for students who want to enter the industry and especially as it relates to MBA students? Yeah, that's a great question. So we actually just had our previous president start his own business. It's called Maeve. You Everyone who's listening should check it out. He's an incredible guy for head and he's working on helping people with rheumatoid arthritis manage that pain, that, that chronic illness and that chronic pain. 
and he's doing an incredible job and that just highlights exactly what our principles are you know we're trying to help people and educate people about how they can help themselves so that's one that's one route and you know a lot of people because it's a new industry feel like there are more entrepreneurial opportunities available i uh, don't i could i could talk to you a long time for a long time about whether that's actually the case or whether there maybe is those perceived opportunities aren't really there when you dig down and in, deeper into the surface because it's a very complex architecture of the industry that that really exists so that's one way w- which a lot of people get involved in i myself have have worked for a vc fund in an internship for a branding company in a marketing internship and another company based out of berlin in the summer in operations and business development so there's a wide range of roles just like any industry that that you can do from investing to marketing to whatever so a- a- anything that you can imagine but what's so great about the cannabis industry is that because it's so new and because there is still a stigma about it it's crying out for people with real great talent so you might be able to get a role in cannabis that you might not have been able to get in other industries so you can do everything and you can actually sometimes do more yeah, and it seems like the role that may be best for you in this industry depends on your experience, your skill set, right? Like for someone like you, Nick, or the prior president uh, who has been involved in its industry for a while, entrepreneurship might be a very valid route, but you can still contribute in this industry with like a sales and marketing background. I think you mentioned operations and business development. So a lot of these skills that you learn as a student can also be applied in the cannabis realm as other realms. Absolutely. And just like other realms, we have a great set of alumni working in the industry. You know, one of my internships that I have had was working with an EW student who now is the CEO of Doclight Brands. Really awesome guy and has been a great guiding effort in in my progression over the last year or so in the industry. So just like anything, you know, everything's available to you. We've got great networks here at, with the club and through ours. And yeah, we're just, we're, we're loving it at the moment. It's great fun. Awesome. Well, I want to ask you next, about your experience in your internships. And I'd actually want to first jump back to, you mentioned you did a pre-MBA internship, mm-hmm. which is actually, I think, this is actually the first time we've had a guest come on the podcast that has done a pre-MBA internship. Oh, wow. So i actually like to ask you about, can you just tell our listeners what went into decision of doing a pre MBA internship and was it difficult to leave knowing that that was kind of the the path that you want to pursue? Yeah, uh, great question because it was difficult to leave uh, knowing that was the <laughs> path I wanted to pursue and especially that role, you know, I had such a great time with with the people there and the team there and loved it, but I applied to business school with a story that I really believed in and lived and breathed and wanted to explore the industry. So that's what made me do the pre-MBA internship. I left my job, my full-time job at IBM in around February and wanted to go traveling for a bit, but also wanted to start 
figuring out what I wanted to do and didn't want to waste any time. So I got that internship, loved it. It was difficult to leave, but I stuck to my principles of trying to learn more about myself, about this industry, about what type of role I wanted to be at and what type of company I wanted to be at and didn't think that firstly a few months internship was enough to decide that for me or at least that I didn't want to continue trying to answer that question and and really wanted to to dig deeper into myself. Okay. And then fast forward after the first year of the full-time MBA, um, you started working at another cannabis company over the summer. Tell us about that experience and you know how it differed from your pre-MBA internship. Yeah, it was vastly different and, and that's one of the reasons I, I wanted to do it actually. So as as we've said, I'm I'm from the UK and I haven't spent more than like a week there since I left like nearly five years ago now, five years in October. So I haven't really had the chance to spend a significant amount of time there. And I love Europe. I love England so much. Uh, I'm a huge soccer fan or football fan, (laughs) I should say. So, you know, it's that, the community, the culture back there, it's, I I miss it greatly and Mm wanted to explore living back there and potentially moving back there full time. So took an internship in Berlin, which is considered, Germany is considered the current and future cannabis capital of Europe. So wanted to explore what living near home was like and being back home was like. So that was not Amsterdam, huh? No, Amsterdam is actually not that much of a business center of cannabis more so a uh, cultural center it's actually not technically fully legal recreationally there they just exercise loopholes in regulations for for their tourism so 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 no, not there although i did visit while while i was back in the summer one of my great yeah. friends lives there so visited him and you know one thing that was great about being in europe was that they managed COVID a lot better than than they have done over here in the US. So I was in the office every mm. day from the first two weeks when I was isolating. So that was an awesome wow. experience. And you know, role-wise, I knew that I loved my VC internship, but also wanted to explore what a similar role at IBM would look like in the cannabis industry. So I, I looked mm. into um, doing business development there, but then also wanted to explore operations side of things because I've always consulted on operational improvements, but never actually done them. So wanted to kind of just continue to validate my hypothesis or, or invalidate it that I had about the industry going going into my first internship. So that's kind of what led me to all of that. Mm-hmm. And so now you are at the start of your second year knowing what you know and what you gained out of the first year of the MBA, as well as your two internships, where does that put you going forward? Yeah. So I think that what I've learned career wise over the last year and through my experience and through, and through my time at Haas is not that I have to have this particular role at this particular company, but that I need 
a role that satisfies the way I like to think and the way I enjoy working, which is with kind of creativity and an analytical mindset where one thing doesn't necessarily lead to another thing. And you get to use your brain to analyze whether you think X relationship is good or why business is worth investing in or whatever. So I think that it's helped me realize that I need a particular type of role, not a particular role, which which has been really useful. It's kind of a bit liberating as well. And it's also helped me realize that I'm not quite ready to go back to Europe full time. Mm-hmm. And would love to base myself out of out of either San Francisco or or New York or California generally. Um, you know, my partner lives right. back in New York, so and I loved it there. So I would be very open to to going back there too. For sure. So why don't we conclude this interview with some uh, lightning round questions? So the first thing I wanted to ask you is just one thing that you're looking forward to whenever things completely return to normal. Oh, wow. Um, going to a bar with my Haas classmates, that would be great. Ever since being back at Haas, I, I felt the academic side of things has, has actually been great this year. But, you know, the social side, I'm, I miss that dearly. So just, just right. friends, really. Right. No, we all do. And I love how you kept it simple. You know, it's just like, hey, just want to grab a drink with my friends. Okay. And then next question. Uh, what's a book or podcast that you recommend that you're currently consuming? Yeah, I love The Daily. I Obviously, it's such a fascinating time in our history at the moment, politically and culturally. It's super informative. Highly recommend it. And obviously, it's mm-hmm. extremely popular. So most people probably know about it. Yep. Pre-show, we were talking about uh, soccer or football, the real football, right? <laughs> uh, I think we've actually both been to World Cups. So I'll I'll ask you this. What's your favorite soccer memory? Oh, wow. My favorite soccer memory or football memory, I should say, is when England beat Wales in the Euros in France in 2016. Daniel Sturridge scored the last minute winner and me and my mates were behind the goal and just went crazy, which is just, just an unbeatable feeling as an England fan. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I think you probably get a similar type of reaction in the U S for football. Like, have you actually been to a, an American football game? I've not actually, you know, it's always something that I've wanted to do, but then I get to doing it and it's four hours long and it doesn't really <laughs> entice me. <laughs> right. It's all the advertisements, right? I mean, exactly. although I did see that they recently started playing maybe the last 10 years or so, uh, a couple games in London every year. Right. Which um, are very popular. Yeah. And I can't let you go without asking you uh, when I read on your LinkedIn profile that you're a certified scuba dive master. Tell us about that and how you, you know, got interested uh, in getting certified. Yeah, sure. So I love to travel and have taken any opportunities where I've had breaks in work or school to do so um, for an extended period of time. The first time I did that was after high school when I was 18 and I traveled to Thailand and ended up getting my dive master and just staying and teaching there for a bit in Koh Tao. So 
it was a really cool experience that I had and something that I was so lucky to to have when I was only 18 and it's it's just something that I'm fascinated with I, I absolutely love diving and it sounds like we can add another item to the bucket list of things to do after COVID, uh, which is travel. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've yeah. I've always I've had it on my mind that I would reach fifty countries traveled before I was thirty, and I was pretty and I'm pretty close. Um, yeah, but um, I'm on like forty five at the moment, and thought I would get there, but haven't been nice. able to. Um, so who knows? Maybe post COVID, I'll uh, go a bit crazy. I guess I just want to wrap with this, Nick. Um, you came from the UK to the US and are doing your MBA here. Uh, and so far, it seems like it's worked out quite well. What advice do you have for those that are potentially in your shoes? And I'm talking about prospective students from other countries um, outside the US uh, when they're considering applying to Haas or other top MBA schools. Yeah, I would say that a great piece of advice would be to not figure out what works for other people, but figure out what works for yourself. You know, so many people come to business school and then maybe don't realize that it's such a journey of uh, self-reflection and exploration and perhaps lose sight of that a bit. So I feel that just having a focus on knowing what you want to get out of it personally is is massive, underrated. It may seem simple, but really underrated. You're, you're totally right. Everyone comes here for a reason, and oftentimes those reasons are different. Some want to get involved in entrepreneurship. Some want to advance within their company, right? We have the four, I think, segments of advancers, pivoters, explorers, and entrepreneurship. Mm. And that's... A great point to end on. I guess with that, um, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you wanted to be asked? No, not particularly. Just if anyone's interested in the club or or wants to chat more about cannabis in general, business side, social side, let me know. And you can reach him at nick.bellamy at berkeley.edu. That's N-I-C-K dot B-E-L-L-A-M-Y at berkeley.edu. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Here at Haas. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend and fellow Haasi. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review. For more Haas podcasts, check out our interviews with alumni on One Haas and the One Haas Undergraduate Podcast. I'm Ray Guan, and we'll see you next time here at Haas.